CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Mr. Red's Lair. I'm your host, Mr. Red. Joining me is producer April. Hello. Thank you for having me. And famous Blake, podcast engineer and other things. Hi. Hello, everyone. Uh, Guys, we're having an emergency meeting. Yeah. Kind of a a bit of an odd thing to talk about. But we're just going to go. Now, April, I understand you will have thoughts and feelings on this matter. I have thoughts and feelings on this matter. And let's just go, okay? Get into it. But let's be real about our situation, okay? Let's just, we're going to jump into it. Hollywood is like a mafia movie. You know what I mean? How so? In the sense that you have a bunch of different crews. Yeah. And everybody is willing to stab each other in the neck 
for some money or for some fame right. or for some recognition. True. And people, and also, people steal. They steal. Everybody steals. Everybody right. steals. Now, I want thieves out here. There's a lot of thieves out here. I'm one of them. I identify with Lupin the Third. Everybody's a thief. Everybody's a thief. Now, you steal to live, low key. Yeah, you have to bit. steal to live. Whether it's up on top or up on down, everybody steals. Yeah, Aladdin did it. Aladdin Stole did bread, it. You know. Who I identify with because I'm Middle Eastern. <laughs> Thank you, April. <laughs> Thanks. You know, first thing that came to mind. Aces. <laughs> <laughs> no. Which, which, that is something we're going to get into as well, my Persian heritage with this. This is a bit of an issue. In fact, let's keep track of time just so we, 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 we could go for a few minutes or for a few hours on this. We could just keep going. You know what I mean? But I feel like... April, perhaps you're the best person to... Uh, where do we even begin know, with this? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny because it's been a couple weeks now since this incident has happened. So I've had time to kind of like cool down, which is probably for the best. Yes, <laughs> yes. But okay, let's get into it. Um, I don't remember how long ago this was, but maybe three weeks ago or so. It's been about three weeks. And mind you, I haven't... We have so much shit going on here that it hasn't really occupied... Our, the forefront of our of our yeah. stuff. We've been producing a film. I've been co-producing it yeah. with April called Skrilla, which is, you know, Silent Chris is writing and directing. And we're very excited about that. We're doing a lot of fun stuff here. Yeah. So we're not like, like stewing. <laughs> it's not our main concern, but it's something that we wanted to talk about because I think this happens to a lot of indie and small creators and it's really unfortunate. So... Yeah, so pretty much about three weeks ago, I'm just going to say. May I, may yes. I preface it with just one yeah. thing? Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I once went to a party and a guy called me Mario. It really hurt my feelings. <laughs> I, even, just... I even made out with a girl at that party that night, but the thing that was on my mind was this motherfucker called me Mario. I'm dead. So you're racist and you call me Mario. No, I'm just kidding. I know. I'm, yeah. just, I'm not off to a <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, I just want to say this in the spirit of the mafia mafia movie. There are parties involved, and I'm gonna name their names just up front. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna say for right now we're working on a respect. Yeah. Respect. Don Guillermo. Should we wait? Should we wait? I mean, that's pretty loud, right? I know. You could probably hear the sirens. We're trying the, to ignore it. But. Don Guillermo, you see what we deal with in a downtown. And I have to preface it by saying, I love Guillermo del Toro. You, Don and Guillermo. We, we love Guillermo del Toro. She love, a, she love your film so much, she put a Pinocchio on a number one list. I know. And Sorry, I didn't mean to yell. I got excited. <laughs> she got Italian. It's great. We're passionate. And here. I have another Guillermo story, Guillermo story that I'll tell you later. Okay. But, um, okay. Are we done with the prefacing? <laughs> respect and Anna Lily Amarpour, respect. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I think this is all coming from a place of respect. Yes, yes. It's just something's fishy. We're not out to get you. Or something's very much a big coincidence. And if that's the case, I want to meet all these creators because great minds think alike. Yes, But yes. okay, so pretty much about three weeks ago, I was watching a series on Netflix um, called Cabinet of Curiosities. Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. And, you know, I love horror. I love Guillermo. Like Nas mentioned, I, you know, his Pinocchio was my number one film of last year. So anything that Guillermo does, I'm there. So I'm watching it. I put on a, a random episode 
and it's called The Outside. And so I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, this this looks cool. You know, it's it seems very much up my alley because it's about it's, you know this woman who buys this you know lotion and then things happen. She, I guess, it's this guy on TV starts talking to her. He's like a, I guess he like an te- in, te- telemarketer. I guess yeah. yeah. Exactly. He, part of this like infomercial program or whatever. And so anyway, I start to watch it and I'm actually watching this with my mom and then we're watching it. And then as the episode goes on, I start to see a lot of like similarities and like at first it's kind of like a little coincidence. I'm like, oh, that's so weird. This reminds me a lot of my film, um, Newsflash. So in 2020, we made a, f- a few episodes for this anthology series called Mr. Red's Gruesome Stories. I believe we put it out in 2021, right? I believe we put it out and then we pulled it and then we put it back on YouTube. Isn't, isn't that correct? Uh, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's but yeah, we released out. it. I believe it was 2021, but we made it in 2020. And so I'm like, oh, weird. Okay, great minds think alike. And then as the episode goes on, I, I just start to see more and more coincidences. But to the point where it's like creepy and a lot of the shots in it, a lot of the art direction... A lot of the like little moments that happen in this episode are very, very, very similar to my episode. And so I just thought that was really weird. And then you, cause I don't know, I feel like everyone kind of has this idea like, oh, I'm being, you know, stolen from, or like, oh, this, you know, other art piece looks like mine. And this happens a lot, but like, I, I'm not the type of person to say something unless I really feel like there's something fishy going on. Yes. And, you know, so that's pretty much it. And I, I sent all these like screenshots to um, Chris and Silent. I'm sorry, Silent, Silent Chris and Nas, and I was like, guys, like, tell me I'm tripping because this looks very much like Newsflash. And I sent it to my girls at Nightshade, who were my production designers and my art team for Newsflash, and you know, so they helped create the look of the you know the whole movie, and so she, they agreed. And then I started to send it to more people. I'm like, am I tripping? Like, and so I ended up posting it on TikTok and like Instagram. And I kind of went on a little rant, but um, yeah, it's just very odd. Like, what do you think about all this? It was odd. When I got this text, the the screen grabs from you, my honest reaction was, eh, I've been stolen from before. Yeah. This is not new to me. Maybe, you know, so I just kind of registered it. And then I, 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 I did not look at the episode because I didn't feel that like it was productive of me to even... Yeah. Like start, you should. yeah, no, no, no. Well, know, that's but. the thing. I believed you just from the screen grabs that, yes, yeah. they are very similar. In a day and age where you have YouTube video essays from guys that don't know what the fuck they're talking about, doing visual shot comparisons of films, you yeah. could take certain shots from this and put it up against our episode of Mr. Red's Gruesome Stories, and I say our respectfully because you wrote and directed that episode, um, and you could do a side-by-side comparison. It looks pretty similar. Yeah. Now, here's the thing that makes it kind of interesting and kind of got us thinking, huh, maybe there is something to it or maybe not. Who gives a fuck, honestly, at the end of the day? We're not suing. We're not those kind of people unless somebody really fucks with us. This is, And again, if this is a case of parallel thinking, like April said, great minds think alike. Let's have coffee. Exactly. Um, if it's the case of a lift, which is what it kind of looks like, to be real with you, you know, like... Then at the end of the day, whether this person caught whoever on the production team cops to it or not, that's not my concern. I don't care. Um, but it that's it. I mean, that's just the way it works. Dude, I steal from everything. I am the loop on the third of art. 
I will steal from well, anything. So, and so do I. And, and so, so do you. You know, I one of my friends even points it out like on Instagram, like the both your episode and that episode look like they take a lot of inspiration from a movie called Requiem for a Dream, right? Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, of course. But here's the thing and here's the difference, right? I will tell anybody that I'm a huge Aronofsky fan. Requiem is one of my favorite movies of all time. And like the older woman in my episode is almost like an homage to Requiem, right? But so I'm stealing from somebody that's like Aronofsky. Like he's out here, he's making his money. His film is old. It's a classic. It's like everybody knows. I'm not hiding it. Yeah. Um, but I also made it into a different film. You know, it's, it's my own film and it has, you know, its own originality. But when you're going to steal from a small creator like me, if that's the case, you know, then it's like you're stealing from like, uh, you know, like just go straight to the source at this point. You know what I mean? Like, it's just bizarre. Well, the reason why I sort of am like, huh, maybe there is something to this is one scene in particular that in shot composition and just what's happening, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It seems like it. Yeah. It's the scene. If I may describe yeah. it's, it's, it's a scene. And again, dude, who knows? I don't care at the end of yeah. the day. I mean, after this, we're going to record another thing and go home. Yeah. You know, like this is not, the end of the world. We'll move on. Wild Seven will always move on. Remember that. There's a scene where your character in, in your film goes up to the television and says, no, no, don't go. And mind you, I was the one, the guy on the television. Mm -hmm. I get you improved it by putting a white guy. I understand. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Yeah, no. But, but, and I'm joking, by the way. That's racist. Racist. Yeah. And we, had, we discussed how horrible that is earlier. Yeah. Um, where... My character leaves, and then the, the actress, the talent that's portraying the main person, she goes up to the television and says, no, don't go, don't go, don't go. That exact thing happens in this one, just with a white dude instead of me yeah. and, and this woman that's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's weird. And let me break it down a little bit, because I, I started to do a little bit of research after this, because I was genuinely like thinking, like, did somebody, like, did somebody follow me on Instagram? I don't know. And like, you know, our films are on YouTube, so someone could have seen it. So it's hard to really pin it to like pin any kind of relationship to it. But um, I went to the IMDb page and so they released their episode in 2022, I believe. Yeah, it was technically the end of 2022. So it was like, okay, that's after my film. Also, so there was a writer on this who's like a young writer. I don't remember her name. I don't know. It could have been written in, but it's, I don't know if it was a writing because I think for me, it was more of the direction and the art direction. Um, but it could also have been the writing. So it's like so many like weird coincidences of like some of the actual script of what goes on is very similar to what goes on in my film. Um, and then also inside of the TV, in the infomercial program, like Nas mentioned, there's a man who's selling this like magical lotion, right? And okay, and like I get that. This has kind of been done before. Like it's not the most original thing. So I'm not, that's not the point. In my episode, you know, the infomercial person who was portrayed by Nas um, he's selling kind of like different things. It's like, um, uh, I forgot what it was called. Jewels and stuff. Like yeah, but you had like a, like a name for it. But anyway, yeah, you're selling different things. And then eventually you sell this like magical liquid that's kind of like uh, eternal happiness and stuff like that. So it's kind of magical also. But um, in the infomercial program, like the set there, the backgrounds were like identical. The color palette was yeah. startlingly similar. And that's the thing. That's yeah. like, it's like, hmm. It's weird because hmm. it's like, it's like red, yellow, purple, like just kind of like these curtains. And like that could have been a coincidence, but like everything put together is 
I don't know. I don't really believe in coincidences like that. And like, you know, I'm very upfront about like my inspiration for like, um, and Nightshade, our inspiration for like the uh, set dressing of that, of our episode was like old kind of 60s, 70s game show style. Um, but we kind of put our own spin to it with our own colors and stuff like that. So it was just like weirdly similar. I don't know. You kind of have to watch it for yourself to see, but yeah, like that shot was very similar. Um, you know, just the delivery of the packages and stuff like that. Now exactly. I understand well, there's stuff. only so many ways you can frame a shot, Yeah, but it's just but when it's, the color palette exactly. and the compass, you, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just a bit much now. And I also did see, sorry, real quick. Um, this story was technically adapted. It was a short story. So I went to go look up the short story and it's a really cool little like comic strip kind of short story, you know, where somebody puts on this like lotion and st- her sh- skin starts to kind of like shed or like change and she changes whatever. But like the short story and the film are completely different. Like it was, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah. it's like, I understand that this was based on something, but at the same time, like when you take an adapted short story and turn it into like an hour long um, film, you put your own ideas into it in the writing and then direction. Like you take it whatever way you want to take it, you know? So I don't know. A little fishy. There is also this, this coincidence that I told you of. And I'm not saying this is the direct link, but I will say this. Okay. And I'm saying this with respect and especially with everything that's going on right now. How do I, I got to frame it like this. Okay. I feel like, the piece of pie offered to minorities in show business is a fucking crumb. Mm -hmm. And so in situations like that, people will just fight for that crumb. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to like, Anna Lily Amarpour is a Persian woman, Iranian woman, whatever the hell you want to call her. And she's doing her thing. And right now with everything going on, I don't want to get on some war path for any artist, really. I don't, you know? Yeah. But I will say, the coincidence of, for instance, her last cinematographer, and before I say this, that's like the big thing. Mm-hmm. Before I say this, um, the amount of Persian artists that are like me and her making films in a rock and roll kind of thing and stuff. And by the way, Debbie and the Devil, uh, if you haven't seen it, you know, this yeah. is our film. You know, we're filmmakers. We're, you know. Fucking A, my headphones just popped out of my ear. Um, this is us. This We're filmmakers. We're a movie studio. People have stolen from me forever. I'll get into that. But um, there's only so many Persian artists like us, right? There's like a few, I guess. Maybe there's more. Maybe the younger generation, there's more coming in. I hope so. Um, but I'm not interested in in some, I don't know what. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of people that might enjoy a dopamine drip from me ragging on her and then starting a big thing or something. And I'm no, but I'm just Mr. Red. I'm just me. I'm just, Hey, hi, you know, yeah, like, yeah. um, but I will say this a few years ago, not even a few years ago, 13 years, 12 years ago, 12 years ago, I made a short film. It was called the fabulous life of Neos. It was about a Persian girl that just tortures with her friends another girl. It was described by one guy as the most violent short film he had ever seen. I submitted that short film to a very big Persian film festival and it caused quite a splash. People hated it, I loved it. Mm -hmm. Loved it, loved it. A few years 
after that film festival, I remember one of the judges, uh, an actor named Navid Nagabon, who was in The Stoning of Soraya M. He was in a lot of things. He's like Hollywood's go-to Middle Eastern evil-looking guy. Mm. You know what I mean? He was at the Magic Tailoring Shop. And my brother comes back and I'm sewing, I'm doing my thing. I'm working because that's what I do because I'm not a trust fund kid. I'm just being real. He comes and he says, there's, a, there's I, this Persian actor outside. And then I realized, wait, he was one of the judges that year that I submitted The Fabulous Life of Neoz. And I remember that film, like a woman hated it so much, she commented, oh, this is terrible. It made me sick. And again, I loved it. I adored it. I adore that. If you don't love me, make, I want to make you sick. You're watching you, Nas. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and exactly, you know. Because everything's political if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, are you picking up? It is. Okay, are you hearing him? Do you hear him? Who, Blake? Yeah. Yeah. Talk? So. Oh, okay. I hear yeah, him. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. He's, he's very soft-spoken. He's a talented <laughs> young man. Um, I go up to him and I say, Hey, were you a judge at the fat hang film festival? And he goes, yeah. And I go, I made this film and I go like this and I make a tongue cutting motion. And just from me doing that, he knew what film I did. Mm -hmm. and he said, that was you. And I say, yeah. And he's like, wow, you were really fuck you to those, you know, just the whole festival. And I say, yeah, that's my style. <laughs> um, that's not the big thing. Now, that was a big festival, and I'm not sitting and conjecturing how we could have ended up on, on a Lily Amarpour's radar. I'm not. But what I'm saying is there is this coincidence, which is this. The gentleman, and I got to pull up his name because I don't want to, you know, say his last name wrong because I'm, I'm not sure of the pronunciation. The gentleman that was a gaffer on The Fabulous Life of Niaz went on to become a big time cinematographer of a film that you enjoy called Hereditary mm -hmm. and Midsummer, mm -hmm. And he also went on to shoot her last film. Well, Okay, so <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying he showed her or whatever, but I'm just saying if we were on this person's radar, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I think it, the industry, industry is so small. You forget that like, especially when you're an indie creator, you kind of feel like you're not, Indie, you know, studio, you kind of feel like you're not seen by a lot of people, but like, I think that's such a huge mistake because people are watching. Yeah, no, like Blake dude, said, they're watching yeah. us. They are. And, you know, because this has happened before. No, I mean, for real, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm fine with, let's say this was a case of inspiration or something. That's good. Look, I'm being real with yeah. you, you know, just one-on-one, -on -one. like Blake Lee. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. Be nice. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Blake is a valuable member to this organization. You know, I want that to be said. I would never, I don't like. Uh, no disrespect. Yeah, no, dis there's no disrespect. I'm sorry, Blake. Do you accept my apology? Mm -hmm. That was just a joke. Okay. That's how we operate. That's how we operate here. Okay. Um, if. That's a high compliment to you as an artist. That's a high, high compliment because the thing is, I'm being real. Anna Lily Amarpour, the, the, the line between someone like her and someone like us and the line between someone like Guillermo del Toro, even though he's, he's genius, like he's the best. I love you, Don Guillermo. I love your films. I will always continue to love your films. I'm, I was disappointed in this because, and I'll tell you why. Um, I have not seen any, and I say this again with respect, I have not seen any of Anna Lily Amarpour films because I didn't want to steal from her. Mm -hmm. Because I knew if I saw any of her films, 
I'm spongy. I steal. If I see something, I get inspired. I steal, 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 steal. That's what good artists do. You fucking jack shit. It's irritating when the people that jack from you are making clearly more money. That's that's a big irritation. I think, yeah, it comes down to like the power dynamic. Right, right, right. If you're someone that's like out here doing stuff and you're stealing from somebody who hasn't had a piece of the pie yet, like that's just... Right. That's wrong. Now, you know mind I mean? you, because of this beautiful film, we get our little crumbs here. We get our little pieces of the but pie. You know what you I'm know? About. No, yeah. no, no, no. I feel you. I feel you. But that's the big irritation. But at the end of the day, do we respect Anna Lily Amarpour as an artist? I think I do. Yeah, I mean, and just, I, would, I don't want to, like, I'm not coming for her, you know. No, let's do it. Fuck you. No, female just, filmmaker to female <laughs> filmmaker. Like, I would hate that. I just think this had to be talked about. And, you know, it could have been, it could have been nothing. This could have been a huge coincidence, but. I don't know. For me, the saddest thing and like the most irritating part was the fact that not only were the episodes similar, the show itself is similar and whatever, say what you want. But like we had, we have an anthology horror series called Mr. Red's Gruesome Stories. Yeah, check it out. We have this wonderful filmmaker here, Nas Red, who's um, introducing all these different horror films. And like, I know that's been done before as well, but all of this, like all of these coincidences, when you put them all together, it it's makes not it really a, a coincidence. It makes anymore. it exactly. Yeah. I'm just like, it's a huge coincidence, right? Yeah, and then yeah. at that point, it's not so weird. And it's oh. weird. it's weird. And the thing is, it's like, what do you want us to do? Like, let's say, let's say you out there, let's say you have added all this up and you're like, yeah, you know what? I think somebody watched X and then they went and did this and got X paycheck. That's the only thing I fucking am irritated about the paycheck. That's it. That's it. Steal from me all you want. Dude, yeah, I'll be real sure. with you. It's better. I'm telling you guys, like it's better to be stolen from, from an artist, from somebody that knows what's up than a fucking, and I'm, 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 I'm like subliminally talking about someone, yeah. than a fucking creepy business person that doesn't know shit about art and doesn't know anything and is a cunt and is not in business anymore because they tried to steal your whole fucking essence and now they're nowhere. Wow. You dig? Yeah. Like, like I've known people that just try to steal your whole fucking thing. Yeah. Anna Lily Amarpour, she has her thing. She's doing her, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, no, those coincidences are pretty crazy. And the yeah. thing is like, right now I'm being restrained. I'm, I'm restrained right yeah. now. I'm fucking Kakihara when it comes to this crew. Kakihara is a character in Ichi the Killer, and there's a part where he, he's trying to extract information. I'm, I'm not Lily Armour, don't listen to this. I'm not referring to you or anybody. But I'm just saying, don't fuck with Wild 7. There's this part where he's trying to extract information. He hangs a guy up by meat hooks, and then he pours boiling acid on him, and oh then he's God. about to cut his dick off. And then one of the lieutenants comes in, one of the guys from another crew, says, Kakihara, what the fuck? And then Kakihara just looks at it, it's just torture. What's, oh my God. That's me. You understand? So it's like Anna Lily Armour I expect you to be cool about this. <laughs> you, you know? I'm not, I'm not, no, no. And this is the other thing. This is the other thing. This is the thing that makes me uncomfortable. I'm being honest. I'm uncomfortable. Okay? Because she's, shut the fuck up out there. Everybody's dying in downtown. I know. We just did the Monday episode where I was just completely ragged out. Oh and I'm like, God. oh, fuck. All right. You just got to think like, People are watching, but they're not watching. So essentially, like, people are watching what you create, but they're, they might, they still have it in their brain, but it's not being published out to the media to essentially be, like, bigger than you already have it. Right, that makes right. sense. No, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, look, everybody, you get inspired. That's life. Yeah, and, you know, kind of going off of that, 
people are, I guess, subconsciously, right, stealing yeah. things, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why I'm like, you never know. Like, I've, I've scrolled Pinterest to get inspiration. You know, who hasn't? But, like, you yes, can't, you can't, you can get inspiration, but you can't steal, like, a whole idea. Yeah. So Yeah, like, what you're saying, that, 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 to me, that doesn't sound like a coincidence at all. Well, I'm yeah, glad no, well, third well, party, you know, listen, confirming it. I, I, what are we going to do, you know? What we can do is try to be diplomatic in the mafia movie sense yeah. and just be like, look. Or coffee. Have, have coffee. coffee. Listen, yeah, listen, you know listen, what? listen, you know. Do you want to clear the air? Like, Why? We would love to have coffee um, to some of the, people, the creative people involved in this episode. I oh. actually have the luxury yeah. Of speaking Miss Anna Lily Amarpour's language. Oh. So um, here, wait. Let's uh, oh. let's find. Hold on, I gotta get into my best Persian old man. I'm almost forty. I'm turning forty this month. Fucking throw me to the I'm mountain. I'm turning thirty. No, but that's fine. You know what I mean? Like like forty. It's like I'm old. I'm not a kid anymore. So okay, Anna Lily. That means are you good? That, that means uh, I, I understand you were stealing from me, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I can. Maybe those the. Maybe neither. I said if you're not stealing, though, it's it's okay. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Oh no. The role of Amrikaya. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> that means, in the words of the Americans, I'm getting too old for this shit. Oh, I, I got I, that. that. That's, okay, cool. yeah. <laughs> that means, let's, let's go get tea. That means, um, your film, films, look very good. My opinion from the trailers. That means, but I did not see your films because I don't want to steal from you, my lady. That means women, life, freedom. That means ladies in Iran, show your hair. That means ladies in Iran, show your titties. Oh my god. That I said, but Anna, if you don't want to show yours, there's no there's there's nothing. Queen. That means this is a queen. That's diplomacy. Oh my god. One more. Oh my God, <laughs> bro. Oh, oh, no, that's enough. That's enough. That's, wait, wait, wait. Do I have any more? No, no, that's it. That's it. That's it. And that's how you, that's how you deal it in Hollywood. 
you know. That's, <laughs> is that, that how you do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. She, she's going to watch us and just be so charmed by me. She's going to be like that red freak. Watch my movie, Debbie and the Devil, for free on Tubi. It has blood and... It's like somebody that, that where the power dynamic is more in their thing. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, for instance, like that pussy Wes Anderson made that movie Isle of Dogs. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. slid that one right, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, He made that movie Isle of Dogs and then people were like, hey, you're appropriating Japanese culture. And then I heard a podcast. I'm defending the fuck. Uh, and, then, uh, and then a podcast guy was like, well, there's no power. Like the power dynamic. It's not like Wes Anderson is like profiting big time off of Japanese culture. Or maybe he is. We should cancel Wes Anderson. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't, don't know cancel. Too much about that, but no, yeah. no, 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 no. Let's keep everybody not canceled. These are conversations I'm not, I'm not into that. And listen, I have some apologies I have to make. Oh, nice. My mom is called. Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to say wow. sorry to Wes Anderson. That wasn't nice. If he's out there. Oh, my God. Hey, Wes, how's it going? I'm sorry I called you a pussy. And uh, I'm sorry. Hey, Wes. I'm sorry I called you a pussy. Again. I'm sorry. And I have had, and I can explain to you, let's get into it, right? Oh my God. Because of my days not being a trust fund kid and having to help my family and stuff, I, I created uh, in my head enemies <laughs> when, when, I was, when I was younger. And, and now I realize I don't have any. My enemies are all dead, Wes. You're not an enemy, you're a fellow artist and I, I like your work. I like some of your work. I like some of your work. Let's, let's be real. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, come on. You know, I'm not a I'm not a Wes Anderson mark like some people. My parents are together. You know, but I, you know, no, I mean, you know, no, no, I'm just, you know, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, for 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 kids, listen, I'm just being real for for kids that are divorced. Wes Anderson is the Messiah, and April just melted. <laughs> are we dead here? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, Wes, and I'm sorry I offended your fan base. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everything. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, Anna Lily Amarpour, if you got offended by my farsi talk. But but we gotta we gotta let's squash this. You know what I mean? This is like a let's not let this let's not let this devolve into a Tupac Biggie situation where where yes. words are being said. I respect you, madam. I respect you. And uh, yeah. let's let's just keep it at that. And Don Guillermo. Don Guillermo. You know, we just want you to notice us, Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo. The we're, not, people... we're not doing this episode just to get to you, Guillermo, but I have to say, I have a story about Guillermo. You do? Yeah, I mean... Is know. it freaky? It's not super freaky, now. No, it's just a story. I think... I don't know if I ever told you this. Oh, tell me. Okay. I was working the other day. I got off early. I was in Hollywood, right? And I had these advanced... Or not advanced. I had this, these tickets to a um, premiere for mm. Pinocchio. And I had already seen Pinocchio three times on Netflix, right? And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Because um, my friend sent it to me. And I got the tickets. I invited, I think I invited all you guys. Right, right. I but, whistled out. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I knew that Rocio, our good friend Rocio, would want to go because mm -hmm. she loves Guillermo too. My daughter, yeah. Yeah. And so she met me in Hollywood, but she was like, oh, I'm going to be running a little bit late because she had to take public transportation, blah, blah, blah. And so I get to the uh, theater early. I just wanted to scope about the area, make sure I knew where I was going. I was so excited, okay? Everything was working out in my favor. The fact that I got off work early, the fact that I got the tickets, the fact that I had someone to go with me. And yeah, so it was like four o'clock. I park. I'm like, all right, I'm like two and a half hours early. What am I going to do? You know? Yeah. So then I was like, all right, I'll be good. I drive over to a bar, which is like two minutes away. I was like, all right, I got some homework to do. Like, this is like unrelated. Um, 
I'm going to have a glass of wine and I'll wait for Rocio. I'll wait like, you know, 30 minutes or so beforehand um, before the show starts and we'll head over. And Rocio was telling me that she was getting, or she was going to be a little bit late. I was like, oh no, okay, so I should probably go to the the theater to try to reserve our seats and stuff like that. And so I get there a good amount of time in advance, but it's Hollywood and it's like after five, you know what I mean? And I forget how awful parking is. And then I'm like, shit, there's no parking. So there was no street parking. There was, and they had like two parking lots and they were both full. So I start freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And so I like circle around. I can't find parking. Rocio's still running late. I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? And long story short, I find a loading zone right out front of the uh, theater. I'm like, oh my God, I hope they'll let me park here. And this is like five minutes before the um, show is supposed to start. I'm like, this is my only chance. So I park there. I put my little lights on. I go and talk to the security at the uh, theater. I was like, will you guys let me park here? Because I know how loading zones are. Like, no one cares after 6 o'clock or whatever it is. And at first they're like, no, you can't park there. I was like, please, are you sure? I was just like, I I begged them. I was like, I have to be. I have to see Guillermo's film. You don't understand. You know, I was like just so excited. And then they finally told me, okay, you'll be fine there. Right? And we were talking outside. And I was like, thank you guys so much, right? And then the second that I turn around to go back inside to the theater, like the little lobby, they close the doors. They lock the doors on me. And then I start knocking. I'm like, hello, let me in, you know? And then this lady comes up to me and she's like, we're, we just filled up. We're at max capacity. Like literally just Oh, that, that cunt. <laughs> that I was like, bitch. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my me? God. I'm sorry, April. I was... Don Guillermo. Devastated, okay? I was so excited. If you guys know me, you've seen my content like on TikTok. I've been dying to see this film in theaters. I love it. I was excited to see it on a big screen. He was going to be there. It was a Q&A screening, you know, him and, and the Mark Gustafson, the other director and the production designer and the composer, fucking Deplat. I was so mad, okay? And then I told Rocio, she gets there like five minutes after me and she had just spent like an hour and a half in public transportation, okay? Oh my god. And she, we were just like, so devastated. This is war. Wait, what the fuck? That's the amazing yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> Dum dum. I thought that was something else. That was, that's the Amiga's That was pretty cool. Dun dun dun, yeah, Let's I know. Right. Oh my god. Don Guillermo, you heard the story of my comrade. I was so close, but you know what? It happens, and this has happened to Rocio before. For, for Guillermo del Toro. In this fact, is, this is her second time missing Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. If you can't find it in your heart to, to have coffee with the Wild Seven crew, at least you could have coffee with my daughter, my Mija, uh, Rocio. Yeah, I think moral of the story here is Guillermo del Toro, if this episode this gets to you somehow, please have coffee with us because we're meant to meet. Yeah, and I'll, I'll like uh, if you want to like bring us some cool those cool toys you have, give us <laughs> right. I mean, we might as well. What toys? He has a bunch of toys. You mean his his like collection? And oh, stuff. those aren't toys. They're toys. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? The maquettes and stuff like that? Oh, I mean the things he has at his house. Like yeah, 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 sculpt- yeah. Sculptures. Yeah, yeah. He's got a bunch of knickknacks. Just give us a few. No, no, I'm not going to extort Don Don Guillermo. I apologize, Don Guillermo. Have you seen Megan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, those yeah. are not toys. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference. Okay? Did you see it? Toys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty freaky, huh? It was, it was funny. Yeah, it was. It was all right. Yeah. It, was, it was good. You know, 
Don Guillermo, we are just artists here. We are humble artists, just making a living, doing our thing. We made a film, Don Guillermo. Hopefully you have seen it. I know other people have. Yeah. And it is very fun. And I just want to say to uh, any artists out there, you steal, you steal. Just be cool about it. You know what I mean? Don't get defensive. Don't be defensive. Just, just own it. You know, just, just, just sort of, just cop to it. I cop to everything that I steal. I, I steal everything, you know? You know like, you, gotta, you can't punch down, right? Yeah, no, don't That's... punch us, please. Because we will punch up. No, no, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not saying, gonna... you can't you can't punch down. You, yeah. can't, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to steal from these poor kids over here or like these little creators that no one's heard about yet. Yeah, I mean, the thing yeah. is, look, we made our film, we established ourselves on the scene and if you steal from us or you fuck with us, we're going to talk about it, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not, not to... Don Guillermo and Anna Lily Amarpour, but just to anybody in general. Like we have yeah. these things and they tend to listen to the truth and we have those things in front yeah. of us and they tend to see the truth. And so this is us. This is Wild 7. This is a collective of artists that won't be fucked with because you fuck with one of us, you fuck with all of us. I told Blake about this over the phone. He's like, I'll be there in five minutes. Do you remember this, Blake? No, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't I was going to say like, wait, what? No, 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 I was joking. I was joking. Um, but yeah, no, I brought Blake up to up to speed with all of this stuff. And yeah. and, and that's that. Let me look at my notes. Is there anything else? Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I we guess, have yeah. we have people Blake, could you pull up that Indian thing again? Is it is it up? Is it there? Uh, oh here, I'll, turn I'll the, do it. I turned the uh, Bluetooth off. Oh, uh, no worries. Some woman, do you remember that Indian video? That that video, some woman in India took clips of Debbie and started just talking over it oh, yeah. and narrating it. Yeah. Our reach is worldwide. Check us out on Tubi, by the way. Buy it Blu-ray oh my God. and stuff Speaking like that. Speaking of Tubi, did you guys watch the Super Bowl yesterday? Yeah. I, I didn't. I, I, my Rams weren't playing and I was disappointed. <laughs> well, you know, I watched a little bit. But because, you know, a lot of times when we tell people like the, the De Debbie. Right? Yeah, we tell people Debbie's on Tubi, right? And, and a lot of people, some people don't know what Tubi is because it's small-ish, but it's one of the fastest growing streaming services in the world. Oh. There was a, a really cool commercial. It was a Tubi commercial that was playing during the Super Bowl. And it was funny because like I had seen that they were sponsoring a lot of the NFL games and stuff like that, like in the, in the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. So I was like, oh, that's cool. They got, they got money. Like they're mm -hmm. growing. That's really exciting. They're putting their, their sem themselves on the map. But there was a commercial where it kind of seemed like someone sat on the remote and, you know, um, yeah, it's like like moving around like the app and like it's scrolling and and it was funny because like where I was watching the Super Bowl, a bunch of people were like, "Oh my God, who has a remote?" and they're freaking out. And they're like, "Get out!" They're oh. like flipping because they didn't want to miss the game <laughs> or whatever. It was so funny, but it was the Tubi ad. We are everyone's on Tubi. talking about it, but we are on Tubi. So hey, people are gonna know really, that was like a really good commercial. <laughs> it was, hey, it was I got like everybody to talk about it. It's and clever, really yeah. And a lot of people didn't realize what was going on. But because I have my filmmaker hat on, I was like, you guys, this is a commercial. And they, they literally didn't know. You time. guys got to, I got to, <laughs> I got to show you something while you're here, producer April, it's been a second. Yeah. Um, somebody left a, a review I enjoyed on, on, on Letterboxd and I'm just pulling it up here. Let me just pull a it new up. one. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this. No. Uh, mm -mm. Yeah, no, I was going to email it to you, but I don't want to bother you. I knew you were busy. Um, <laughs> I like this review just because it was, it was nice. Is it? Weird, but respectable. For the budget, I think they did great. I came for the animation implementation, and I, it was definitely interesting and cool. Hey. <laughs> all right. Hey. You know? And uh, uh, that's it. That's all. Hey, you know, that's pretty solid and honest. That's solid. Weird, I, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. That's hilarious. Debbie and the Devil. Oh, no, Lily. You know what it is? 
this is the real analogy. I, I know I, I'm still on this a little bit, but mm -hmm. Anna Lily Amarpour and I are like Superman, Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. We're from another land mm -hmm. of aliens and we came here to make good mm -hmm. and we're like superheroes. So, so I don't think we should beef. I, I think we should be cool. I don't want beef with anybody. I don't, I don't want beef with anybody. And if this is a case of brilliant, Anna Lily Armorport, if you're as brilliant as April Mendoza to think of those same identical shots, um, then, then I definitely want to have tea with you. I'm bored. So am I. Be bored no longer with the Debbie and the Devil Blu-ray. Oh my God. Don't miss the amazing Blu-ray event of the season with the complete uncut Wild 7 Studios masterpiece with amazing bonus features like deleted scenes and other cool stuff. Oh my God. See what many disturbed people are screaming about with the film Horror Buzz called A Wild Gory Freaky Poke in the Eye that delivers comedy and carnage in one hit. Oh my God. Wow. My God. Really? Yeah, yeah. Calm down. Okay. Join the Debbie and the Devil fun in the form of this magical Blu-ray on August 23rd. You know, these are not, the, the Guillermo and Ana Lili Amarpour, they, they, they should yeah. be friends to us because yeah. they recognize the struggle of an artist. Yeah, to, I think to, so. To be the voice of reason in a mad world. Yeah, yeah. And I, th I think hacks and people who steal will eventually be found out, which is why I don't, I don't lose sleep over whether or not, like, you know, we got, you know, copied or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, because eventually, I don't know, it's all there. It's all there for people to kind of like analyze for themselves. You guys make the decision or the consensus or whatever. I'm, make I'm up, over make it. Up I'm your over own it, mind. you know. Make, I'm over it. We got it. Thank you for coming and getting that off your chest, April. You know, that's. We'll that's, just move on. But I think one thing I will have to say for any of you who are afraid of this ever happening to you or potentially happening to you, make sure... <laughs> It's kind of related, whatever, maybe not super related, but if you have an idea that you've been kind of like brewing or you have an idea for like a piece of art or a film or a story, whatever, make sure that you're getting it down on paper and that you're getting it made and just get it made because sometimes there is a thing about the collective consciousness where things just are floating in the air and people do have these similar ideas. Yes. But if you sit on it and someone else makes it, then you can't copyright like an idea. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. get your ideas on paper, trademark that shit, and yeah. Just, one time just I don't came sit up, on them. One time I came up with a great like rap thing. It was like plenty, plenty. Call me Mr. Plenty. And then Andrew Tate went and stole that. Have you heard that song of his? <laughs> no. They call me Mr. There was one when we were shooting Skrilla and I was with like Chris and, and stuff, and I kept going, they call me Mr. Plenty. Plenty. Got my Bugatti. <laughs> yeah, you like that? I blank? hate him. <laughs> he's in jail. <laughs> I don't even like hearing he his said, name. He said his his only friends right now are the lice and cockroaches. And and that, that, that the career of that idiot that I mentioned, his only friend of his career are the rats and worms that are eating his career because his career is dead and he'll never make it in the business. And I, because I made this, I'll always be around. I'll always be around. Because you got to be original. Got to be original. Anna Lily. Guillermo, talk to us. Come to downtown. You don't have to bring us no toys or anything. I just we just want to have a you know we're like the new generation trauma. Yeah, let's talk it out. Yeah, cool. All right, all right, cool. Well, <laughs> you know what? Let's uh, let's do this right. 
because lately I've been spoiled by Emmanuel just signing off and having him deal with an end thing or oh something. But like, let's. Yeah. Uh, what is it with these people on one end this? of the? Oh, sorry. <laughs> never mind. Sorry. You need to label your buttons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. Um, Wait, one last thing. One last thing and then we'll go. Okay, one last thing. I just have to, I have to put this out there because I don't, I'm uncomfortable with some of the energies that I put out. Okay, so just one last thing. Hey, Wes. I'm sorry, man. I can admit now that in earlier in my career, I was jealous that you had a massive audience and that you were doing your thing. I fell out of love with your work when Life Aquatic came out because I was so angry and hungry. That's all. And I, I, in my head, I thought, oh, this is the work of a privileged person that knows privileges that I will never know because I'm not white. <laughs> you know, but, but, but I'm over it because we're doing our thing. We, Wes, I would appreciate it if you saw my movie. If you want to steal from it, I can't tell you it would be as nice as you as we were with Donna Liliama. But, you know, watch the movie. Have fun, you know. But Wes... You're great. You're great. Oscar for Wes. Oscar for Wes. Let's start the campaign right here. They announced the Oscar for Wes. Oscar for Wes. Oscar for Wes. Get that Oscar, boy. Get that, boy. You hear me, boy? <laughs> okay. And uh, uh, that's all. Oh, fuck. No, who cares about Wes? Nobody gives a fuck. Who cares about anything? What's this? See, this is an example of us punching up. No, but I'm that's not. That's okay. I'm not punching. I'm just. I'm just having fun. I mean, yeah. look, look, but look, you, look. You know what I mean? Like that's fine. Fine, fine. I'll say it once and for all. Wes, I'm sorry. There we go. Now let's go to Cosmic Drive. The beautiful music. Ah, oh, what the fuck? These buttons are so bad. Hold on, hold on. We're going. Okay. Let us sign off. That was a good therapy session. Yeah, I'm glad we got it out there. I got my feelings out about Wes Anderson. I think I articulated some things I never articulated. Before. I don't know what you were saying about him in the end, but what did I say? I'm glad it was therapeutic. Yeah, I was like, he's a good man. Is that? Oh, oh, the, no, the Oscar for Wes. No, I'm like, I don't know. Was it? Did it end on a good note or a bad note? Oh, with Wes Anderson. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Well, let me just say this, okay? We, uh, we made Debbie, while Debbie was being made, Isle of Dogs went, came out and I went and saw it. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, you know what? Cinema is great. Mm-hmm. And I like that Wes Anderson's movies just exist, speaking to children of broken homes and, and, and whatnot. You know what I mean? And I like Wes Anderson. I like his aesthetic. I think early on in my career, I was very jealous of anybody that took a childish aesthetic, which is what I wanted to do, and adultifying it, which is what I wanted to do, which is strange, but it it was part of my aesthetic. Maybe because I have the mind of a child. I don't know. I'm not an idiot, but, you know, I'm an adult. I'm a man turning 40, okay? I'm a man. I'm a man. (laughs) I'm going to be the new Andrew Tate. You ask, why is Andrew Tate so repulsive to me and that Sharp the pimp guy who I was obsessed with not a po- Because Sharp has a chin. That's why. Anyway. No more Andrew Tate <laughs> talk. I'm over him. He looks like an aborted fetus. That, you know. Anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, why am I saying sorry to Andrew Tate? Sorry to me. Sorry to no you, more, April. No more Tate talk. Sorry. Sorry. No I'm talk. sorry. So On a positive note, some beautiful music. This, is this some famous Blake music? Is, yes. that, is that what we're hearing? Yeah, yeah. He heard it this morning. He was like, I got, he got nostalgic. Yeah. Man. Shout out to Famous Blake for producing some beats for us. Yeah. Shout out to the Wild 7 community. 
Shout out to Silent Chris. Shout out to the Skrilla production team, which was an amazing thing. Produ- co-producing under the tutelage of April Mendoza is an amazing thing. April also produces. She doesn't just write and direct. She produces. She does some acting. She was Idonia. Uh, yeah. No, Donia. She, yeah. She, she does everything. Only really. if I have to. Don Guillermo, you should see our telenovela. Yes. I think you get a kick out of it. As April and I are Mexican. No, wait. April is Mexican. I'm not. But but you know? I play a very convincing Latino character, yeah. right? In yeah. in in uh, the telenovela. Padre Amigas. <laughs> and we were possibly ripped off of, of another thing, but that's a that's a whole. Yeah, everybody I steals. Know. Everybody steals. But again, it's better to be stolen from by an artist than some creepy business idiot that doesn't know anything. Doesn't even know how to talk. You just have a weird thing. I wish I knew this person. No, no, you don't. You don't <laughs> want to know. He's a loser. But shout out to Emmanuel for editing these awesome episodes of The Lair. Thank you. Yeah, who else is, is on this? Uh... Blake's music, Emmanuel's editing, and then and then we have you, of course, and then oh. me just, just holding this thing together. Inside I want to say something, yeah. you know, like, you guys, uh, if you enjoy these episodes, and especially, you know, we're on the run of season three, uh, I appreciate any patience that uh, anybody exhibits because... These things take time, and we've been doing little animated bits and stuff like yeah. that, and oh, it's yeah. fun. Shout out Jimmy. Shout out Jimmy. Jimmy and Kendall, our animation for team. This, well, also just for the new backgrounds. Yeah, oh, right, the new backgrounds. Jimmy, Sick. thank you so much. He, he couldn't make it in today because he was doing other business and yeah. stuff, and I said, that's good. We, we, yeah, we got some very talented animators on our team. Yeah. Shout out to Kendall, who just released her animated short film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it called? Um, Ice Cream Shop Ice Cream in the Sun. Ice Cream Shop in, yeah, the, yeah. in the Sky. Do you know what's cool? So cool. The animation in Debbie and the Devil was better than the animation in Wes Anderson's last movie. I'm just being real. I thought I I thought no, I saw clips of it. I thought it was I thought mine was better looking. Oh wow. The style was better. You see Wes. I got style. Oh no. They call me Mr. Plenty. Plenty. What the hell is a plenty? He has plenty. Andrew Tate has plenty, so he raps about it. He has a Bugatti. They took it away though. Andrew Tate. His only friends are the cockroaches and the lice. Ew. Enough Tate talk. They call me Mr. Plenty. Please take a moment and hit those like and subscribe buttons. While a small gesture, it really means a lot to Wild 7 Studios and allows us to continue creating meaningful and fun content for your viewing pleasure.